On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk all about how to set up a video studio for small businesses and small spaces. That sound good, Steve? Oh, yeah. I like that one. All right. And speaking of setting up studios in small places, you're going to need some extra goodies in order to do that. And our good friends over at Movo certainly have the uh, best way to be able to do that, whether you need microphones, lights, or perhaps you uh, need something to hold your smartphone so you can put it on a tripod. Well, you're going to be able to find all of these things so that you can sound and look professional, even if you're shooting with your smartphone, Ooh. by heading on over to Movo right now. By heading to raiselinks.com slash Movo, check out all the great things they have. And it's not just for smartphones, by the way. If you've got professional equipment, they've got a professional equipment set up for you as well. But if you're shooting with your smartphone, they've got everything you need for that in order to make you look just as professional, including the beautiful iVlog 4, which I've been using around here lately. And uh, that includes all sorts of fun things like a, a tripod mount and a special bracket that you can use for handheld as well as for attaching lights and microphones. It comes with a wireless microphone and a whole bunch of other goodies. So check that out while you're there, the iVlog 4. You can check it out by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo, and with that, let's hit the music. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fast. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, video, marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper, and GoVMM.com is our homepage, and it's got all the podcatchers on there, including Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and social ways to uh, connect with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess now, talking today about studio setups for small business, that it's going to include a pop-up green screen. Well, Steve, it certainly is. Yeah. And uh, if, you're, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go back uh, about two weeks, mm-hmm. and you'll see that we actually did a, a special on uh, green screen, because I've been doing a green screen video series and so uh, we'll, we'll do a little follow-up on that. But it has to do with the studio because uh, here at the escape room, we don't have the kind of space that we had at the other one for this purpose. We've got a lot more space in general, but we're kind of in that, uh, you know, hey, we got to cram everything into one small space. And I've learned a little bit about that. And, and years ago we had to do this, of course, um, but it's been a while. I, I, at my other location I had a very big – room specifically for my studio stuff and so we had a a whole painted green screen wall and we had lots of lights and everything else and it made it uh pretty easy to set things up well in a tighter space requires a little more creativity and uh some extra goodies that we're going to talk about that uh has kept amazon busy as well as movo so we'll uh we'll discuss that as we move on yeah your office i i think um any any gal out there would like it as a large walk-in closet. That that's probably true. In fact, the uh, my wife's walk-in closet probably is about the same size yeah, yeah. as this office. But we don't do 
any of the studio type shooting in here anyway. Like I do, I've got my desk set up. So my webcam type shooting when I'm sitting at my desk or when I'm doing voice recordings or, or screen flow stuff, um, that's done here. But if I'm going to shoot things where, um, you know, doing a stand up with a camera and a background and all that, that's actually going to be done in a different room here. And, uh, we, we've actually got a pretty good sized room for that. Of course, I can only do that, um, weekdays before three o'clock before we open. So I've got to, do that it, in the it's, mornings it's like the second it it's like the second lobby for the escape room exactly. or something. Yeah. that's exactly what we're doing it so that little it's, second lobby it, i mean you got so you got a fair amount of room there but it has Correct. to be portable and and once we uh here at this location uh we we do have one other big room that actually is going to be turned into a party room and mm. since the party room is only going to be used you know uh, probably a handful of days per month yeah. um unless that really starts to get busy and so that will probably turn into a, a recording studio for a majority of the time. And then we just move that stuff out of the way for the parties and whatnot. So right, right. that's probably how that will end up going. But, uh, you know, that second lobby that we use for that during the day, it actually works well. It's not uh, it's not the best because it does have big windows there that we have to compete with and whatnot. But, um, you know, it does have a bit of room and we can do some fun stuff. And that's why I want to talk about the setup, because as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, because we moved from the the the, uh, the the smaller office with the bigger studio space into the much bigger office with less studio space, uh, I haven't really done a lot of green screen. I haven't done any green screen, really. And uh, the reason for that is I don't have a big painted wall anymore. I don't have the space. And uh, so we decided, you know what? I liked doing the green screen, and I really miss doing that. So we're going to get a green screen. And so where we left off, left off last time was me uh, – telling about a video that I had where it showed me going through Amazon and finding the green screen. Well, we now have the green screen and I have to say um, it's pretty darn cool. Mm -hmm. The the green screen that we got typically on, on Amazon, if you're going to get a green screen, they got a few different types. One, you can of course buy paint and you can paint a wall. Uh, for me personally, that's probably the best option overall, but one um, a is going to be what we ended up getting. Because you can also get, you know, a, a piece of cloth, a green piece of cloth, and hang it on the wall and stretch it out. And that works okay. You know, there's issues with that. The cloth that you buy, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't reflect the light nearly as well so that you tend to get hot spots and dark spots. Um, and it has folds in it, and it's tough to keep, you know, it, there's a lot of, it's very cheap. You can get it for 20, 30 bucks, but you're, you're not going to get easy results you're gonna be spending a lot more time i've heard of nothing but complaints about those you know people just yeah. really having a heck of a time with them you know? they'll work they'll work but uh, you know then the the next option up from that is you can get um these nice uh much nicer cloths or even paper that kind of come in rolls mm -hmm. and you roll them down and those are actually pretty good um the paper ones believe it or not are pretty good you're going to go through the paper because it's going to get tattered. It's going to get dirty. You're going to, you know, rip it off and use another sheet of paper. Um, but that can actually work pretty well. The the advantage of that is with the paper, you can pull it down. You can drag it across the floor and tape it down. And now you've got kind of this ramped back where you can shoot all the way to your feet and you can walk around on it, even though it's not super wide. Um, there is the advantage of that. But, of course, you're going to keep going through the paper and having to buy more. But it is a good, thick cardboard-like paper that rolls down. And, and those are pretty good. They take up a lot of space um, because they are giant rolls and they got to have a big stand and everything else, but um, they can work really well. 
for for us here, probably not the best choice just because of it being bulky and getting in the way and and having if you had to move it, it's not super portable. Um, but a good option, no well, doubt about it. Here's option. my thinking though: most small businesses are going to be sort of in the same kind of uh, predicament you are. You know, that's exactly why I made we're doing this topic today yeah, for that reason. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. So the option that we went with was um, the opposite, which is a pull-up green screen and or pop-up green screen. Well, and, and I, I always hesitate to say pop-up because there is another option, which is what's called a pop-up green screen, and that's literally um, a, a flex-fold um, giant oval or square that you kind of, you know, you roll it up and you put it in a thin little bag like mm-hmm. a tent. Mm-hmm. And you pull it out, and it goes poof, and it pops out. Cool. Uh, and those are okay. They're too small, but they're okay. Um, what we got was more like if you've ever been to a trade show and you've seen those pull-up signs where Side, they call them sidewinders. Yeah, exactly. Yep, the sidewinders. And except this, um, typically the green screens you get, it's about 58 inches wide instead of you know 24 inches on the sidewinders, so it's about double the the width. However. I felt that the 58s were still going to be far too small, so I actually got a 92-inch one. Um, now, the positives of that is you get more room left and right, and as you can see, if you if you go to YouTube and watch my video of me o- doing the open box with it, um, even oh, that by the way, in a lot I'll, of situations oh, sorry is to not interrupt. Right. I'm sorry. So, go I, ahead. I'm, yeah, I'll put those links in the description. Why don't you finish? I I, I interrupted yeah. you. Go ahead and say no, no, finish no what you're saying there. Yeah, so even with the 96-inch wide one, I noticed that if you if you do green screening, I'm going to say correctly, and, and what I mean by that is typically you don't stand right up against the green screen and your camera isn't right in your face. You kind of have a few feet between you and the green screen and a few feet between you and the camera. Doing that, even the 96 if I put my arms out, they're going to go off the, the screen. It's not going to because that background is not going to fill the entire camera. So there's going to have to be a little bit of give and take with that. You're probably going to need to be a little closer to the green screen than you'd like or don't spread your arms out. <laughs> <laughs> and and that can help. And, of course, you can change focal lengths and things on the camera and, and work it that way, too. But what is great about it is the portability is fantastic. Even with the 96-inch one, it folds down into itself. You just pick it up and you carry it with you, and it's not too heavy. The 58-inch ones are definitely not too heavy, and so that's a, a really good thing. You can move that wherever you need to. So if you, you know, if you're going to go and work with a business and you want them to do it in front of a green screen, you can bring that green screen with you to the car dealership or to the lawyer's office or whatever to do a green screen video, and it's very easy to uh, to do that. Um, the material of it, unlike the cloth has a nice even spread so it's much more like the painted wall so you're going to get you know not too many dark and and bright spots so that's very useful there it's going to be much easier to edit the green screen because of that when you get into uh your your editing system so we really like that about it um and we got this particular one this 96 inch pop-up screen for uh 200 bucks and that's really good because when I was first looking at these, we were looking at ones that were $2,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, which is why we didn't get one um, at the time because we just didn't know what we were going to do with it or if we were going to use it enough to spend that kind of money. But when I figured I was going to do this video series anyway and I needed to get one and I saw this one for 200 bucks, 92 inches wide, I said, yeah, we got to go with that. Um, 
the 58 inch ones you, you can get for 150 bucks some of them are even cheaper than that some are in the 120 range uh the one that i got it's not some famous brand name or anything else um in fact it's it's really the company that put this particular one out which was uh i, I don't recall the name off the top of my head julius studios or something like that the actual green screen has a totally different manufacturer's name on it, right. so it's not really theirs. And probably a lot of the ones that you see on Amazon from this guy and that guy in this studio and that studio are going to end up being this particular one, just they're selling it under their name, even though it clearly states that company's name on the actual packaging. But, um, yeah, I was very impressed. It's it's well built. It worked well so far. We'll see over time if it lasts or if it's going to have issues going up and down after a while. Is it going to start to break? You know, um, but so far it, it seems very nice, seems very sturdy. Um, been very impressed with it. Haven't done a lot of shooting on it yet, but that's what that's kind of our next step for the next video on, on YouTube in the series is going to be us setting up lighting and shooting. And so that's what brings us to our topic today which is setting up a studio for small businesses in small locales. Mm -hmm. And um, most businesses, even ones that are very progressive about doing video, usually have a small room in there that's probably meant to be, you know, somebody's office that they use as a little studio. Right. And so we're talking about, you know, 12 foot by 10 foot room or something like that, or maybe a little bigger, maybe, you know, 18 by 15 or something like that. So it's not a very large room. They'll put backdrops or a green screen on one end. They'll put the camera in the middle and they'll let people stand in the other side of the room and then they'll shoot whatever they need to there, put in whatever lighting they have and, uh, you know, hope for the best. So I wanted to talk about how do we handle lighting and microphones and cameras when we're talking about these small spaces, because as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the ideal lighting for something like a green screen is to have two soft lights that are shooting just the green screen. They're, they're lighting up the green screen, a key light and a fill light on the subject, a backlight on the subject. And all of this takes up a lot of space. And quite honestly, these green screens um, like this, even the 92 inch wide, are not meant for people to use that amount of space. It, it, it feels like their use is much more compact. In other words, you, instead of standing four or five feet away from the screen, you're probably going to be spent standing two feet away from the screen. Now, there are some inherent problems with this, okay? And what those problems tend to be is if you're going to have all that lighting and you're going to be compacted in that space, having two big, soft background lights, well, they're going to start to shine on you. And that's not necessarily bad, but it could be bad. It, it could really overblow you on the sides. You're not going to get, you know, depth and, and shadow on you because um, those lights are going to be starting to fill in on that. The other issue is that green screen is going to be lit well. The green is going to bounce off of that and reflect on you. So even if you're thinking, well, you know, oh, I'm not really wearing anything too reflective, it's going to reflect on your hair. It's going to reflect on even, you know, if you're wearing any sort of um, nylon or, or, you know, clothing that has a bit of a sheen to it, that green is going to reflect on there and it's going to cause you problems. So that's the, the other thing you need to, to look out You know, that made me think of a question. Um, do you wear rayon? I do. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I, uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because... Quite honestly, I don't really know the difference between them all, but I do believe the shirt I'm wearing now is actually 
rayon. Well, it I'm should wearing, be because you're Ray the video guy. That's right. That's right. But no, I'm I'm wearing a uh, a, a rotary shirt, uh, polo shirt that's very shiny. Shiny. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I would guess this. I mean, it might be some sort of polyester. I don't know. Who knows? A lot of polyesters died for that. Yes. Yes. So Polly and Esther both died for Polly that shirt. And Esther. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this shirt here, if I was to wear this and I stood too close to the green screen, that green would definitely reflect onto my shoulders and arms and, and sides and could really cause an issue. And then the other part of that is you're going to probably lose out on using a backlight. And if you don't remember what a backlight is, the backlight is a smaller light <clears throat> that literally shoots <clears throat> from behind you onto your side and back to give you a little bit of a highlight. And the reason I say you're going to lose that is because if you put that when you're compacting all the space, that's going to shine on the green screen in a smaller spot, and that will create a hot spot on the green screen and make it tougher to do the green screen. So those are issues you have to take in into account. So traditionally, if everything was perfect, you would have two big soft lights that are just highlighted, just you know, lighting up the green screen, Two lights that are shining on you, specifically a key and a fill light, a backlight to separate you from the screen. But when we're in these compact spaces, we, one, we probably don't have room for all those lights. And that's going to be a problem. Two, the green screen's probably not wide enough for you to be able to stand that far away without losing, you know, unless you keep your hands right in front of you so that you're not moving around or waving your arms too much. Um, you, you should be okay even with that. But you're probably going to need to be a little closer because you're not going to have the room. The camera's going to have to be a little bit closer because you don't have the room. And all of that is going to factor against you a little bit. But there are some solutions to that. And I want to talk about a few of those, especially in these tight situations. Now, for instance, in our lobby, um, I want to play double duty with this because the wall that I have the green screen at where I can pop it up also has a big impossible escape banner. And when people come out of the escape rooms, that's where they go to get their picture taken. Mm -hmm. So what I thought was, well, why don't we take two of the big soft lights that I would use anyway, put them out in the lobby so that we can take better pictures. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we're talking about a small, uh, you know, actually, it's not too small of a space, but still a small space. And you may have much less of a space. Those lights on those stands are going to be in that room. People could trip over them. They, they get in the way. Uh, in our case, we're going to be walking people past them. So that can be an issue. So I want to talk about some alternatives that can help out. And the first one is um, if you've got drop ceilings, there are some really cool, I guess, uh, hangers, I guess you'd call them. And I've actually got some on order. They haven't arrived yet. But what they allow you to do is instead of having a pole on the ground, a stand on the ground that comes up and you stick your lights on it, it actually attaches to the bars in your drop ceilings. So most offices have those drop ceilings. So you actually attach these to the drop ceiling bars and it has a post coming down. And so you take the light off of the stand, you flip it upside down and you stick it on that post. And so now your lights are up on the ceiling shooting downward at the subjects and the background. Uh -huh. And that way it's now those lights are no longer in the way. When people are trying to walk through, you can't trip over them because obviously there's nothing to trip on. Uh, maybe if you got somebody really tall, they might need to duck. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But that's going to be a big help in getting that stuff out of the way. Now, that's going to save you some space. But 
we still got the same issues. And here's one suggestion that I know a lot of people use, and this could definitely uh, help out a little bit. Eliminate two of the lights. And what I mean by this is if you set up a bit these big soft lights like I've got up on the ceiling or even on the stands, either way, and you crisscross them, what you can actually do is use those as the fill and key light for you as the subject and have them also pass by you and light the backdrop as well. And because you're not super far away from the backdrop, it's going to allow that backdrop to be filled with with enough light as well as light you up. And now you've eliminated two of the lights and you should get a pretty decent shot. Um, you know, if you're careful and you use a small enough light, you can still use a background, a, a backlight as well to shoot on your back to separate you out. But this will eliminate two of the lights. And for small spaces, you're really going to need to do that. Uh, is it ideal? Well, you know, I would say no, but um, if you've got the lights in the right positions, it's actually good enough. If, with these big, bright, soft lights that you have, they're not going to create harsh shadows. And because you're crisscrossing, your shadows from each of those lights is going to fall away from the background. So it's not going to shine. It's not going to um, put a shadow on the backdrop. It's actually going to put the shadow on the ground on either side of it. And so you can actually get away with this. And the soft lights have a wide enough spread that it should be able to get you and the backgrounds without too much trouble. Um, the only issues you may run in with that is with your camera, it may not be bright enough in that room, depending on the lights you use. And so you may start seeing a bit of a grainy video, which can also cause some issues, but you should be okay. It should be bright enough to, to do that, especially with uh, modern smartphones and cameras. Um, you should do pretty well with that. But that's going to help you to eliminate two of the lights, save some space, and still get some pretty good lighting. And by the way, in the video that I'm going to be doing for YouTube, we're going to go through both scenarios. We're going to put the uh, regular scenario in there with the two big lights, the two fill and key lights, and uh, the backlight, and see what we can do with that in that small space. And then we'll change that and say, okay, you got a smaller space. Let's try this by eliminating some of these and changing that around and see if that makes any difference. And I, I think we'll still be able to get away with it. And I think it'll look, I think it'll still look pretty good if we do that. And that might be the way we need to go in many places, including here. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the other option to this is to take those two soft lights, still shoot them at the background and maybe use one ring light that's right with your camera and stand a little closer to the camera. And then that ring light will be able to light you from both sides. It'll be a very flat, even light, but it will still be able to, to light you up and, uh, you know, take you away from that background a little bit. And that should make a big difference. Now, the next thing we got to talk about with this, once we have our lighting set up, is we got to talk about microphones. And when you've got a studio set up, there's actually a, a bunch of different options that you have with this. Um, the first and simplest one is if you get a small shotgun mic like the uh, Movo uh, VXR10 or the Rode... Uh, Oh, I forget what the what Rode calls it, but it's a, it's a little mini shotgun microphone that Rode makes as well. And um, if you use those, you can get a pretty decent sound. You're not going to be too far away from the camera that it's going to hurt it too much. Um, is it the best sound in the world? No, because it's much more of a run-and-gun microphone. Um, but it does a good job, and it's certainly going to be better than the built-in microphones on your smartphone and on most of your DSLRs. 
So you can get a pretty good sound just by using that. You stick that on top of the camera, point it straight at you. You're not super far away. It's going to pick it up pretty well, and you're going to get a nice nice sound out of it. But doesn't Molvo have a really good lavalier? Well, that's that's the next step, obviously, is the uh, the lavaliers. And uh, Movo does have a good one, uh, and it's less than 20 bucks. the uh, LV-1. Yes. And uh, the LV-1 will actually connect to a, a DSLR, a camcorder, or it'll connect to your smartphone as well. So you can actually use it on your iPhone or your Samsung or whatever uh, other phone that you happen to use, and you're going to get a nice sound. It, it's uh, a wired microphone, so you, you know, you're not going to be getting – actually, it's a very long cord, so you actually can get pretty far away. But you're not going to want it. You know, that's going to be for a situation where you're standing in front of the camera a couple of feet and plugging it in there. And and that actually does a very, very good job. I, I use that, you know, all the time when I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, the next step would be with those lavaliers would be to use a, a wireless. And at the top of the show, we talked about the iVlog, which actually comes with a wireless microphone set. And Movo makes quite a few different wireless microphone sets from from. Uh, Pretty expensive ones that are a couple hundred, not super expensive, a couple hundred dollars for uh, some really, really nice UHF microphones. But they also make one that I really like, the WMIC 10. And the reason I like that one is it's very compact. Uh, it still has a really good sound and it has a pretty good range. Like I did a video a while back where I stood all the way down this big, long alley and measured it out. I think it was at like 70 feet oh. and was getting a perfectly clear sound. Um, with this little microphone, it actually uses the old um, the old gigahertz bandwidth that was used by all the wireless phones that everybody had in their houses back in the day. It uh-huh. doesn't get used anymore, so it kind of runs on that. So um, it the the good thing is it, it's a good solid stable um, you know uh, signal that you get out of that. The bad thing is, of course, uh, if there are some of those wireless phones still around that use that, it could interfere. I've never had that happen yet. I don't think it's the exact same bandwidth, but it's it's that same area of the spectrum uh, versus using like a VHF or a UHF. So I would put it above VHF, um, and I I think it's pretty comparable to the UHF. Maybe uh, there's probably a lot of technical differences. The UHF probably travels longer and and um, doesn't need to be as direct. So for instance, you know, if you got a UHF one on you could turn your back to the camera and and probably not get any um, dropouts. Whereas with with these, you might get that. I didn't really see that when I walked backwards towards the camera. I didn't really see any dropouts. But you know, it is it is theoretically a much more directional camera. Uh, excuse me, um, signal. So you're going to want to uh, have the transmitter and the receiver kind of facing each other most of the time. But I had no problem with that at all. And uh, it, it does a really good job. And it's uh it. it it's one of the few wireless lavalier sets that are well under a hundred dollars, so uh, you really can't beat it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good. And then of course you can go with higher ones. Like I've got a few different bigger uh, microphones here from Movo. Uh, for instance, the let's see, what's the name of that one? Hold on, I can't remember the name of it. But uh, all right, the W Mic 70 and the W Mic 80. Those are bigger, full-sized ones that have the LED readouts and everything. Um, excellent, excellent wireless cameras for the price, uh, wireless microphones for the price. Uh, much less expensive than buying Samsung, uh, Samsungs and, and uh, uh, Samsons and uh, uh, Sennheisers and, and Sonys and whatnot. Those are going to be a lot more expensive, and the quality, in my opinion, is, is just as good. 
It's a very, very good UHF wireless system, so you can get that. And then the other option that you can actually have is you could have a real shotgun microphone. And, and I used to use that in the studio for ages. And that's where I have um, a stand, and it's got a boom on it, and the microphone sits on a boom. A boom, by the way, just means a long arm that comes off of a stand. And it just has this big, long, barreled shotgun microphone. And you just put that up there, and you point it towards the subject. Make sure it's not in the camera shot. And, I mean, the sound quality is incredible. Just incredible sound quality off of a, a really nice boom microphone. So uh, we like we like using those. Um, but it's more of a pain in the neck, but it is higher quality. Pain in the neck just in that you have another pole you have to put up and, and you have to mess around with things. But it does a very, very nice job um, as far as the sound quality. You get a very good bassy sound. It's much more like the uh, the studio mics that we're using, for instance, for this show right now. Ooh. Yes. So it's a, it's just a much nicer, cleaner sound. If I was to switch right now to, for instance, a, a lavalier microphone, which I don't have one set up to do that at, at this second, you would definitely tell a difference. And, um, you know, both will sound good, but you'll notice the difference between a, a really good shotgun microphone and a, a lavalier, for instance. So. Now, when you're shooting videos, do you use your iPhone to shoot the videos? And if so, how do you mount that and everything? I, I typically do. Um, most of the time, that's what I use. In fact, pretty much all the time now. It's very rare that I don't. Um, I've got nicer DSLRs and things like that. But it's so much easier to just use my iPhone. And quite honestly, uh, half the time I use the selfie side of the iPhone so I can see what I'm doing. Um, in Going back to uh, studio setup... Back in the other place where we had the bigger area for the studio, what I did was I actually, um, instead of shooting with the selfie side, I would shoot with the main camera side, and I would wirelessly send that signal to a TV that I could see so I could see what I was shooting. Because that's the biggest issue is most of the time when you're a small business and you're doing these things, you don't have a camera person, so you kind of have to make sure that you're doing it properly. And uh, if you can't see what you're doing... It's not going to come out very good. So that's why I would use the selfie side of, of the iPhone, which was still good enough. But um, using the other side with the better cameras is obviously going to be better. And if you've got a TV around, you can actually wirelessly transmit what's coming on the, uh, the, the smartphone onto that TV. And then you can kind of see what you're doing at the same time. And so that was a really nice setup. I, I actually liked that quite a bit where I could see myself on the screen without having to use the uh, selfie side of the of the smartphone. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, what? Let's say you just have a basic setup, uh, and you're using like the LV One. What? 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 What do you mount your uh, your your iPhone on? How, how does that work? So what I what I use is um, either the GL One or the GL Two, which is also a Movo product, and uh, these are really really cool little stands. Um, the uh, GL One, which I've used for ages. Or, sorry, GR1. GL1 was a Canon camera. <laughs> the GR1. <laughs> and what that does is it's very adjustable, so you can use small phones, you can use gigantic phones, and you adjust it, stick it in there, tighten it down, and it's got everything from um, a, a shoe mount, so you can attach a light to that. It's got a bracket mount with a screw, so you can screw things into it. It's also got a level built on it, so if you don't have a tripod that has a level, this has a level on it for you. And the new version, the GR2, actually has two levels. It has um, 
and level making sure that your left right is, is straight but it also has a level on the other side that'll tell you if you're tilted forward or backwards and so you can really make sure that everything is spot on the way that you want it um and uh both of them have a hand grip so if you need to do hand grip stuff you can do that and then i attach them to with the with the uh iVlog 4 that i mentioned earlier which is a package by them it comes with a really nice bracket so that uh gr2 attaches to that bracket the bracket comes around and you can attach your wireless receiver onto there you can also attach a light onto there or another receiver or you know whatever it is you need to to mount on there you you can do that so you end up with like three different mounts and with that uh with that bracket on the iVlog you can actually take it off of there and it's got two handholds one on each side so you hold it like a steering wheel and you can do handheld shots with one hand on each side of the the phone um so it comes out really really nice it's a great little product that comes with the wireless mic. It comes with a lens attachment. It comes with a mini tripod. It comes with a remote button, so you can you know you can hit record from a from a distance. You don't have to go over to the phone to do it. Um, it comes with a little LED light, so all of that is built right into it. So it's a very nice little system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we like that one a lot. Yeah. And again, you can all of these. By the way, if you go to uh, raiselinks.com/movo, there's our shameless plug. You can find these things. Just look up the iVlog, look up the LV1, you know, what, whatever it is you need, or just look up a you know, smartphone, and it, it'll pull up all the things that will work with the smartphones. And that includes the, the VXR10 that I talked about, which is that little mini shotgun, and they've got the, the Pro, and they've got the, uh, the new version of that, um, Steve, which I don't think I've ever mentioned on here. And, um, of course, I don't have it in front of me, but they have a brand-new one that – it actually has a microphone. It's a little mini shotgun, just like the VXR10, but it's got a microphone on the front and the back, so you can actually record from both directions. Wow. Yeah, and that's really cool. And, and if you've got a, an iPhone, um, you can actually use with uh, Filmic Pro is the is the app that I use for shooting, and they have um, a special program that allows you to use multiple lenses on your iPhone at the same time, so you can theoretically record the person in front of the in front of the phone you can report record the person in back of the phone you can use this microphone to record the audio of the front and the back at the same time and you can basically do an interview with one smartphone cool both sides. Yeah, yeah love and that i have done that before i haven't used it with the the new movo mic but um i have done that with the front and back before where i used uh, a different movo product which was a dual headed uh, lapel mic. So it, it plugs into the phone and it comes out and has two lavalier microphones, one for the front and one for the back. And so we've done it that way. But yeah, we've done that with clients where we did interviews and it worked really, really well. I was very impressed by it. So Nice. Indeed. You've got, and of course, you've got all the latest gadgets. I sure do. And that's because our good friends at Movo actually uh, provide us with many of these so that we can test them out and do reviews and, and whatnot. So we appreciate them and uh, all that they provide for us. And that's how I get all this cool equipment. And, uh, you know, it's very good stuff. I yeah. mean, it really is very good stuff. Back in the old days, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but back in the old days when I first came across Movo, it was because I wanted to have lapel microphones that I could sell to my clients uh, or give away to my clients in some cases. And I had a, a guy in England who was actually making them by hand and they were pretty good, but these mobile ones were much better. Um, they were higher quality. They came with better clips. They, you know, 
for the basically the same price, you got a lot more. You got longer cord. You got, um, like I said, you got the metal clips instead of the little plastic ones that broke very easily. So they were just much, much better microphones. They had the switch on them. So you flip it one way and it works on your smartphone. You flip it the other way and it'll work on um, DSLRs and, and camcorders and things like that. So that's how we get started with Movo. And at the time, they were kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the, the off-brand cheap um, audio company. You know, it wasn't seen as a, a quality brand. It was it was a discount brand kind of, an unknown discount brand, a knockoff brand even. Not, I don't want to say knockoff because that's not fair. But, you know, that's kind of the how it felt with a lot of it. But now they've really become a, a higher-end system, but their prices have still stayed very, very good. And that's what we like about them is the fact that their prices have stayed really good, very stable, and, uh, you know, they just make great, great products. Yeah, sounds like it, and they've really upped their game. Yeah, I remember when you first started working with them, and uh, they, they they were, um, well, not as good as they are now, you know, so. Oh, no, they were they were just as good. They just weren't known. Okay, you know? they weren't known. Okay, well, then uh, take two. I remember when you first started working with them, and they just weren't known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very, uh, you know, it was a new company, and I don't know how old the company actually is, but, they didn't have everything that they have now. They've got a lot of new things. In fact, I'm I'm waiting uh, patiently right now for the new uh, webcam that they've got. Uh, I backed it as a Kickstarter, so I didn't even get this one free. I put my own dollar dollar bills on this one, and uh, it's a 4K webcam with a microphone built in, a nice microphone built into it, and it even has a, a small ring light built into it. Uh, I probably won't use the ring light. And I may not even use the microphone, but I, I am excited to use the uh, the webcam on that. And the other two things, the microphone and all that, we'll, you know, we'll certainly try them out. But um, we'll just see because I've got a very, very nice studio microphones. And so oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. probably not going to switch that. But there are some advantages to switching to that, Steve. And one of the big advantages is with a lot of the software that you use when you're using a nice microphone that's going through a mixer and coming out and then back into the computer and you're using a webcam that's going through, you know, USB and coming out, you get uh, issues with audio and video syncing. Yeah. And so that's one thing that would be eliminated with that is using both of those. Uh, you wouldn't have that, that lag where the, uh, the audio and the video don't quite match up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fact, I, a a I, lot of softwares have a delay built into them for that. And so if you know what the delay is, you can, you know, adjust that so that the video matches up afterwards. Oh, I, I fought that battle. So, yeah, that's good you know, that, that they have that. So now, now let's say a person uh, wants to get a bunch of mobile stuff, things we <laughs> talked about today. How would they do that? Well, Steve, they could go to our good friends at Movo by hitting raise, excuse me, raiselinks.com slash Movo, and that'll take them to the page where they can get anything they want on there. Just hop on in there, look for smartphone microphones, and you're going to find the LV-1 and some other microphones in there. You're going to find the grips. You're going to find some lights. You're going to find the stands and the iVlogs and everything else in between. And uh, they even have, Steve, they've got full-sized mixers in there and, and you know, other higher-end equipment that I don't even touch. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a real audio person, there could be a lot of really cool stuff in there that you can get your hands on and start using. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking through it. That's real impressive. So. 
Yes, and isn't the RVG studio powered by Movo? Why, yes, it is, Steve. The Ray the Video Guy studio is powered by our good friends at Movo, so be sure to check them out. Again, raiselinks.com slash Movo. And with that, Steve, I think we draw this one to a conclusion. I think uh, Jingle Boy is uh, ready to uh, right, sing the jingle. Get, uh, all right, we got Martha coming in to hit the jingles here. Oh, here she comes, Steve. She's uh, She's got her walker, and she's making her way over to the DJ yeah, kit. Uh, oh, she's here. Ooh, she's taking off her glasses. She's putting on a, a headband. Ooh. All right, Martha, are you ready? Yes, All right, I here am. She goes. Yeah. All right, here comes that music. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 